What did we just watch, Amy? Oh my. We, well, okay. We just watched Spider-Man No Way Home. We did a double feature, Spider-Man No Way Home, Spider-Man Far From Home. But and not in that order. No, we did them in the order of so far <laughs> from home, then no way home. Yeah. But over the last couple of months, we've been watching the entire Spider-Man catalog from Tobey Maguire in the early two thousands to Andrew Garfield to Tom Holland, all in preparation for seeing No Way Home. Yes. For reasons that will soon be spoiled. So if you, I mean they've been spoiled. Just not by there, us. There could be people out there who don't, who know, don't know yet. Yeah. Mom didn't know. That's true. She was very confused. She, my mom, my mom did not know. Yeah. Um, so she didn't she's get spoiled. Not, she's not in the, into the Marvel no. cinematic. Uh, I still can't believe your parents saw Endgame without seeing <laughs> Infinity War. Yeah. That alone <laughs> speaks volumes. Yeah. So they're not quite yeah. up to date. But so yeah. we're going to spoil the heck out of Spider-Man No the Way last Home. 20 years of, of Spider-Man. Sp- we're going to spoil all of the Spider-Mans. Eight films. So if you're... It's a lot. It's a lot. Behind? Catch up? Or don't? Or I don't, don't know if it's worth you catching prob- up. You can... You, it's you'll fine. You'll figure it out. Yeah. You'll figure it out. You didn't need to watch all eight before. This is probably up. true of all of the Marvel movies now, where yeah, it's so so intricately tied to like so many previous films and yeah. now TV shows too, that you can probably show up and just and just catch up. It'll be fine. You'll you'll understand most of yeah. it. Maybe not some of the like inside yeah jokes. And this movie had a lot of inside jokes. I liked that Matt Murdock showed up. That briefly. was one of the inside yeah. jokes. <laughs> uh, that was <laughs> Matt Murdock from the Netflix Daredevil showed up mm-hmm. as as Peter Spider-Man's Parker's lawyer, and uh, which is like there is a famous comic book series where he is. I mean, Matt Murdock is the lawyer for a lot of superheroes in the comics because he's like the only lawyer. Um, that's not true, because we also have She-Hulk as a lawyer. Oh, okay. Um, but there was a, an arc in the comics where Spider-Man was accused of murder, and Matt Murdock represented him in court, um, which did not happen here because no actual court happened. But Matt Murdock showed up as Peter Parker's lawyer, and that was cute. That was Well, because now, like, we don't have cameos from other Marvel characters. They're, like... Full-fledged characters. Yeah, they're not cameos. They're just a character they're shows up. They're part of up. the story now. Like, <laughs> Doctor Strange shows up in, yes. um, in No Way Home, but and he is fully part of the story. Yeah. Very Or Nick Fury in Far From Home mm-hmm. is part of the story. Like, yeah. he's just a character in it. Although I guess the cameo was kind of the, the second stinger of the Skrill, Scree, Scroll. Sorry, I knew how to say it until you said it wrong, and I was like, wait, what are they called? The scroll. <laughs> that was kind of like a little yeah. uh, cameo. Oh, we got a sneeze. We got a sneeze. <clears throat> oh, just for you. Bless you. Bless you. I'm not cutting it out, because uh, I don't edit these. Uh, yeah, there was the scroll showed up, sort of, at the end. Although, 
Yeah, so spoilers for Far From Home. That wasn't Nick Fury the whole time. Nick Fury was off-world. Why did that matter? I don't know. I don't know. Um, well, it's not only like it mattered because it fulfilled the fan theory that... That Nick, Nick Fury, Fury had been was... replaced by a Skrull. Yeah, on Earth. But he hadn't been. I mean, except for temporarily. Not permanently. Yeah. He's still alive. Yeah, He's he was replaced by a Skrull by Nick Fury, who was like, hey, go be me for a while. For some reason. It was very unclear. Other than to make that joke at the end, which they did. Um, so I enjoyed No Way Home coalescing all <laughs> of the seven previous Spider-Man Spider-Man. Feel mm-hmm. films and the villains and the other Spider-Man. I thought that was fun and exciting. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was it was very fan service <laughs> But it was like the ultimate of cameos in the Marvel. Except, of course, they're not cameos. They're fully fledged. Yes, because we don't do characters. cameos anymore. <laughs> but it was like the ultimate in that um, yeah. setup of characters from previous films and other franchises mm-hmm. happening in a Marvel yeah, I personally, and I don't know that this is how it happened. I am, I am just speculating. Personally, I think Marvel saw how well received Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was received mm-hmm. because Spider-Man Into yeah. the Spider-Verse was a great movie. Everybody, everybody loved all, Spider-Man. All kinds of top ten lists. Yeah. And- uh, beautiful animation, funny, interesting characters. You got to see Miles Morales on screen for the first time. Um, all of that was very cool. And at one point, reading the Wikipedia page, there wasn't going to be a third Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. Marvel and really Kevin Feige, Feige, Feige had decided he didn't want to do that team-up anymore, where he, he allowed Sony, who owns the rights to Spider-Man in film, to make more MCU movies. But I think they saw Spider-Verse and were like, oh, everybody loved that. We have to do that. Um, and then you got this movie, which was very into the Spider-Verse-y. Yes, I got, I got those, those vibes. Um, and, you know, the introduction of the multiverse... And then all of Spider-Man's past villains show up. And it really is, like, almost all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for um, James Franco, basically. Yeah, basically except for James Franco. You got all of the major villains. James and Franco is, of course, Norman... Is it Oswald? Osborne. Osborne son, Norman Osborne's son. Who is Peter Parker's best friend... In the first two Tobey Maguire movies, and then he kind of turns into a villain. For yeah, the he becomes third, the second Green Goblin. Yeah, for the third Tobey Maguire. Yes. Film. Well, we didn't get Venom. That was that was. Ah. Uh, we didn't get the the got, Venom from the Sam Raimi Spider films. We got a stinger. We did uh, get a stinger with uh, the Tom Hardy. Hardy. <laughs> he started. Kevin started talking about Tom Holland's Venom yesterday after we watched the film, and I was very... Well, apparently now, uh, Tom Hardy's Venom is Tom Holland's Venom, because they're in the same universe. Um, Double spoilers. Spoil spoiled. Um, From the Venom 
Sony movies. Uh, because Sony has been trying to leverage Spider-Man and the associated Spider-Man properties that came along with the license, like Venom, like Morbius. Morbius is a Spider-Man spinoff. Mm-hmm. It's part of their package of stuff they own. <laughs> because Sony keeps trying to make movies that will be as popular as Marvel movies with the one property they have. <laughs> Poor Sony. Yeah. That's not going to happen. No, it's not. But they're not going to give it back either, so... (laughs) Well, I thought it was amazing they got all of those actors. who were like, many of which are A-list. Yeah, yeah. All of them to come. Alfred Molina. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Jamie Foxx. Thomas Hayden Church. Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Toby Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire has not been in anything... For a while, no, that, I, that I've known about, he may have been in. Yeah, I smaller stuff. Am pretty sure they did some of that de aging magic on some of the actors. Um, it wasn't super obvious, but I'm just like, I think Willem Dafoe looks older than that now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was what I was thinking uh, as we were watching the movie. Interesting. Now, now they put it in without it even being part of the storyline that the character. They're doing a flashback. Yeah, it was just it, well because it was like they ostensibly pulled him from the Spider Verse like moments before he died, mm-hmm. um, which would put him at you know roughly twenty years younger. Really, not roughly, actually twenty year, twenty two years younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think both him and and maybe Alfred Molina got some of that. And then Thomas Hayden Church mostly did VO work. Yes, yes, he was. I don't know what his villain. The Sandman. Okay, it's real creative. I was gonna say the Sandman, but I was like, maybe he probably has a no. He doesn't. Different. He doesn't have a cool name. You have the Sandman and the Lizard and Electro. None of them are very interesting villain mm-hmm. names. <laughs> yeah, a lot of CGI. So much CGI. And I noticed that in the previous Tom Holland, Mm -hmm. too. I don't think... I know it was in the Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire's, Mm -hmm. too, but it just felt like I was almost watching um, a cartoon, like a CGI cartoon. Yes, just by the sheer periods of time where you did not see anything real like the whole time they're on the statue of liberty yeah that, like like almost all you of get that. like the three scenes of them like taking their masks off and chatting with each other and that was on a sound stage that was like five feet by ten feet a little bit of railing set and then everything else was cgi'd yes i i felt that it's like oh, this is not in I'm tired of this Marvel. I'm yeah. tired of the CGI fights. Like well, all of the visuals are amazing. They look they yeah, look good. Yeah. It's not poorly made. But uh yeah. Well as you said afterwards, you know, there's not a single problem they can solve with you know, that's not solved by punching. Fighting. All it, of the solutions. It made me think too of Shang Chi, which I, I said I thought it was one of the better films since Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I think definitely think Black Panther is a better film than Shang Chi. Yeah, and it is and Black Panther is let down by its fight scenes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but I Shang Chi I appreciated because the fighting was different. Mm-hmm. The style was a little bit different. It was pulling from like the Hong Kong martial arts films. Mm-hmm. So even though there was a lot of solved by 
solve your problems with punching. It was a more, it was just a slightly different fight choreography. Yeah. Well, I mean, even looking at like the bus scene was such a fantastic thing in Mm -hmm. in Shang-Chi that was, I don't think there was anything that matched that. There was nothing in creativity in Spider-Man that I felt was practical. Every time he puts his mask on, oh yeah, I doubt that any of that is an actual person. I don't. I that's my assumption is as soon as the mask is on, they stop being real people. Because even I think with Tobey Maguire, um, the guy they had in the suit was, <laughs> um, to do the stunts and whatnot uh-huh. was is like a martial artist was. Um, well, in the in the original. Like in the Tobey Maguire movies, mm-hmm, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I met him. I think I told you that. No. Well, he came. He came to Texas Tech when I was a student there and did a presentation on stunts and choreography. Mm-hmm. Um, I met him very briefly. Most of it was I watched his presentation. Yeah. I well, I didn't think you like we didn't hang out. Get <laughs> um, beer or something. No, but he he would he told stories. He told he told tales on Tobey Maguire, mm-hmm. um, and basically. Anytime you don't see Tobey Maguire's face in Tobey Maguire's movies, it's not Tobey Maguire. Um, in the first one, he wore the mask occasionally. By the third one, he was like, no, I'm just not doing that anymore. Um, so the fact that he shows up out of costume, I was like, oh, he just, he just refused to He's wear like, it. I'm not <laughs> and I think maybe that held true for the rest of the movie, even though yeah. his character of Peter Parker does eventually put on the Spider-Man suit. I'm not convinced Tobey Maguire did. Yeah, but I do feel when we get to the Tom Holland films like, anytime he has his mask on, it's going to be CGI. It's not that there's it's not Tom Holland under the mask. It's not even a stunt person under no. the mask. Yeah, I I very much feel that. Um, I think, again, I think in in homecoming there were some non-fight scenes that had him in costume i'm thinking of like when he was hanging out in the the warehouse Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that it was him but the majority of it if you can't see their face there's not a human there and that's just a lot less impressive movie making yeah it is and it's not like uninteresting to watch but it's so much more fun to see practical stunts. Cue Jackie Chan movies. Yes. So, what little plot there was, which is not much, was spurred by the first stinger from Far From Home, which is that Mysterio accuses Peter Parker of murder him and also apparently calling in the drone strike that he that Mysterio is actually responsible for mm-hmm. um, and then telling everyone it was Peter Parker was Spider-Man and like haha last laugh um, and then so the fallout from that which this is all in the trailers is Peter's like hey Doctor Strange can you make everybody forget that I'm Spider-Man mm-hmm. Except for the people who know that I'm Spider-Man, mm-hmm. that I like. And it causes a rift in the multiverse. Rips because the spell goes wrong because Peter is a jerk. Honestly, I think they should have, like, discussed that for, like, ten seconds before he started casting well, the spell. yeah, I was... I, was <laughs> I know Doctor Strange is not a, like, down-to-earth kind of person. Uh-huh. Or, um, he's very arrogant mm-hmm. and that... That's, that's his character. That's his character, but um, 
he did this. He did this. And, and he like, blamed Peter the whole time. Yeah, and he kept, like, changing the spell. He's like, it's very dangerous to change this spell that I'm doing while I'm doing it. Instead of, like, stopping for ten seconds. Let's discuss what you stop. want in the spell. Let's outline the parameters. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Or saying, you know what, this is kind of a dangerous thing to do. I am the adult <laughs> here. And we know that you have a poor track record of making decisions, Peter Parker. To be fair, you're 16. Yeah, your brain he's, is he's not nine, developed. I think he's 19 by this one. But still, yes, he's a senior. Your your brain is not yeah. developed all the Let way. Let me, the adult in the room, have a little more control here. But now, but you have to, but it, so it's one of those plots that's like kicked off by people being just a little too stupid, mm-hmm. a little a little too unaware. A little convenient to... For the um, moving of the story. Uh, something that was not a problem, I will point out, in Into the Spider-Verse. Well, that's because that was a great film. <laughs> <laughs> everything was tight there in Into the Spider-Verse. Yes. Everything is very tight in Into the Spider-Verse. And I'm very excited for Across the Spider-Verse, part one and two, coming out eventually. Yeah. I'm going to throw that on the ground. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, so we get... Doctor Strange, the spell goes awry. And then Doc Ock shows up, and then... Green Goblin. Green Goblin. Well, and then the middle third of the film, maybe even more, I don't know, the film is very long. Longer than it needs to be. Which is true of most Marvel yes. films. And it remains right. true here. Um, the film then becomes like, okay, Tom Holland, go collect all the Spider-Villains. And so we get to have him re-meet all the Spider-Villains, and they all get their little moments. And then he's like, I can fix them, instead of just sending them back to die. Another plot point that doesn't make a it lot of sense. It doesn't make sense because he, they're going back to their moments of death. It doesn't mean if they've that they suddenly they've feel better. Yeah, as, I know. as villains. Also, the thought that you can quote-unquote fix villains. I mean, I guess if you're a sociopath, then like, <laughs> or if you're... What is it? Chaotic evil. Yeah. Then, then you're just motivated by bad. Well, uh, and one of the things is that, like, all of the Spider-Man films, and I include, with the exception of, honestly, I think uh, Mysterio, all of the villains are well written and strongly motivated. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, I think Norman Osborn's a bit of a, a bit of a miss there. But Willem Dafoe acts past it because he's Willem he's Dafoe. Willem Dafoe and he can. Um, but like uh, Doc Ock has a lot of interesting personality, and like that's what drove Spider-Man Two to be such a good film mm-hmm. was that sort of stuff. Um, to a lesser extent, I think that is true of Lizard and Electro and Sandman. Even is not a super villain in the traditional sense he wants to get better so he can be with his daughter again like that's that's you know only accidentally a villain and those are all neat things Mm -hmm. um but what this movie decides they mean by fix means remove their superpowers (laughs) and that'll make them better people not want to do evil yeah and it's like well the superpowers weren't the problem spider-man The problem was the way society led them to this moment. Well, I mean, like, Doc Ock's arms overrode his chin. Yes. Which led to... That's true. um, That and Green Goblin's 
the serum that created Green Goblin was what kind of split his personality. You know, Osborne's yeah, Osborne's mm-hmm. personality and led to yeah. trouble. Yeah, but Jamie Foxx's electro powers were not the reason he was evil. No, no. And Lizard wanted to turn everyone into lizards. He was he was thinking clearly. Yeah, he he's like, I don't. I want to turn people into lizards. What's yeah. so wrong about that? <laughs> Turning him into not a lizard doesn't change his motivation. No, no. Um, Um, But we have to come up with a reason for them all to fight. (laughs) And then a whole second act. Yeah. The second act of the film where they try to to fix... The supervillains. The the supervillains. And then um, Green Goblin turns out to be evil after all and doesn't want to be fixed. And so he murders Aunt May... So she gets to say the line. Yeah, which, I mean, it's impressive we got to the third film in the Tom Holland franchise without yeah. saying it. I mean, I always had assumed that it had been said by Uncle Ben yes. in the non-existent Tom Holland uh, we didn't get origin a, movie. We didn't get an origin with Tom Holland, which was which the is correct good. choice. That was good choice. <laughs> we didn't need a third Spider-Man origin film. Um, so it was always just assumed by me, anyway, that that had all sort of happened before. But we never said the line, even in retrospect, until this movie, where Aunt May got to say it when she died. Which was um, disappointing. I was disappointed that Aunt May died. I was, too. I I felt like that was unnecessary. And she was one of the stronger characters. Yes! I feel like. Agreed. Um... I mean, this was kind of a downer of a film, and the only reason I didn't feel too sad by the end was like, oh, well, they're going to fix all this in the fourth film. (laughs) But here I'm looking at Wikipedia, that there may not be a fourth film. Who knows? So, so now I'm feeling it was a downer, because Aunt May dies, and then, I mean, the film ends with them, Doctor Strange following through on the original spell. Except the original spell, to my knowledge, was like, hey, no one would remember that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Yes, that's how I interpreted that's it That's what they were well. saying. Like, one of Peter's excuses was like, I don't want to have to explain to Aunt May that I'm Spider-Man again because that was a hassle. Not I don't want Aunt May to forget I exist. Yes, every, so the spell goes through and everyone forgets that Peter Parker exists. Why does that solve the problem versus the other? I, I don't know. I was really disappointed in the writing of the story for this whole movie. It was totally writing on the nostalgia for having yeah the other previous Look, the other villains and Spider-Man are here. Mm-hmm. And that's... Everything in the movie was in service of those two events. Mm-hmm. And then they threw on a, a downer ending... Because. (laughs) Honestly, I don't know why. Like, they could have had the ending where everybody forgets that he's Spider-Man. And that would still be tough. And it would still, like, tie into the core difficulty of of Spider-Man's stories that we've seen in all of them. Which is the dual life. Like, Mm -hmm. he wants to be just a normal teen, but also he has to be a superhero. Like, that's an interesting thing. Yes, his Avengers would forget that he was Peter Parker... But they would still know Spider-Man. Yeah. And he could still work with him as Spider-Man. But now, I don't know. I was just I was disappointed by the story as a whole. Well, I kind of wondered if 
they made that choice if it was going to somehow tie into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Maybe. Well, so originally, uh, Multiverse of Madness was supposed to come out first. Mm. I was reading that on the internet. And they when they rearranged the schedule because of COVID, they had to reshoot a few of Doctor Strange's scenes or lines. So they didn't. Well, maybe when they reshot it, they forgot what was in the original <laughs> version. What was in this? What, I don't know. What just was make the it spell up. again? I don't remember. I'm not going to check continuity. Yeah. What? Why? Why? Um, yeah, it felt like a downer ending for the sake of it, more so than coming naturally out of the story or or anything. Yeah, yeah, especially disappointing because they spent so much time building these characters and their relationships. I'm thinking of specifically of like um, MJ and Ned. Yeah, MJ and Ned and were great. So then to not have a strong reason or even a strong like journey into this decision. Yeah, it wasn't a strong journey into the decision. It was just like very split second. It happened at the last minute. Yeah. Um, there was no time to emotionally deal with it. Yeah. It, I mean, there's a version of this movie in a different multiverse where the original spell was going to make everybody forget who Peter Parker was, that he did exist at all. And Peter Parker's like, no, I don't want that to happen. I regret it. And then the middle half of the movie stays roughly the same as the spell goes awry. And that whole time, you have to then build in scenes where Peter Parker is struggling with, you know, maybe it would be better if I didn't exist, if people didn't know who I was, Mm -hmm. if I could just be Spider-Man full-time. And then you get to him making that decision at the end, because not only is it, you know, a choice he's built to, but also the only solution now. And he thinks that his friends and family will be better off. Yeah, and and you lay that groundwork... Then yes, you can get to that ending as a payoff. That didn't happen because we spent so much more time with the villains and other Spidersmen in the fan serviest movie I've ever seen. Which, for what it's worth, all of those scenes were fun. They were goofy and interesting, mm-hmm. and Willem Dafoe got to chew the scenery, and Alfred Molina got to be Doc Ock again, and that was a lot of fun. Um, Jamie Foxx did not remember what he was like in the first Spider-Man movie and just played a different character. He just showed up. Yeah, someone someone was like, didn't he used to be like a nerdy guy with glasses and stuff? As like a like a dimension of that? But like, yeah, no, but he was. Like, that was... And he was taken advantage of by the real villain in Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Well, I thought in that film, um, once he got shocked by the electric eels his personality changed and he was a cool guy rather than a little there. bit but he but like his arc is still being manipulated by the oscorp baddie mm-hmm. um he's like i'll fix you but then he actually tries to harness him and turn him into a bad guy i don't remember the details of amazing spider-man you too remember much. a lot more than i do but like it it felt this performance felt further removed from that. I will say, I completely forgot who the villains were in the Andrew Garfield. <laughs> I remember Tobey Maguire, and maybe that's because I saw them when they originally came out, so I had... I'd seen You'd them, seen them multiple times. Multiple yeah. times, but they I They were also forgot. better movies. 
The Tobey Maguire. Yeah. They, you know, leaned into the goofy. Yes. I think we're, we've really gotten away from that in superhero films. Yeah, absolutely. They, they are, are very, refreshingly like, goofy. Yes, huh. the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man films are re- refreshingly goofy. Yeah. And corny and cheeseball, and I love them for that. Um, whereas even the Andrew Garfield ones were a lot darker in tone. They're they're not dark like the Christopher Nolan Batmans are dark. No. But they're still like trying to be more realistic, serious. more serious. I mean, the Marvel movies are known for their quick one-liners. Yeah. The... Um, well, and, and that's because... Like, I can point to the original Iron Man is responsible for a lot of that mm-hmm. and setting the tone for mm-hmm. every Marvel movie that followed, reinforced by the first Avengers movie, yes. which had lots of that. Yes. Which is also a very Joss Whedon yes. style. Yes. Joss Whedon directing the Avengers movies in particular, yeah. making it that way. Um, <sighs> but none of them reach this the corniness of the original Spider-Man trilogy. No. Um... And this did not breach those heights either, even with Tobey Maguire on screen in a bathrobe. It was not a bathrobe. It was like a slouchy... He was just in, like, normal clothes. Yeah, it was was fine. He was in normal clothes. (laughs) He had a suit on underneath his... uh, Yeah. His normal clothes. Under his normal clothes. Um, uh, There were so many fan jokes and things like that. Um... When Willem Dafoe says, "I'm something of a scientist myself," that's a that's a meme. Oh, okay. You again? You wouldn't know that if you're not terminally nope. online, um, where he says, "I'm something of a bl- fill in the blank myself," uh, is a meme of him as Norman Osborn saying mm-hmm. that, which I don't think was in the original movie because I was looking for it. And I didn't remember it happening. So the fact that he said it again here was was that fan service. Or when uh, Andrew Garfield was down on himself. Because he was sort of the depressive Spider-Man anyway. Mm-hmm. And Tobey Maguire says, don't be like that. You're amazing. And it's because his movie was called The Amazing Spider-Man. Mm. Get it? Get it? <laughs> Get the joke? That's that's all the notes I wrote was those jokes. I was like, this, this is just so blatantly fan servicey. The only thing we stopped short of was like having all three of them pointing at each other, like the meme. I don't know that meme. There's either. a meme of two Spider-Men po- pointing at oh, each other. Oh, the cartoon yeah. one. I, okay, I have. Some Which they meme. did do in Into the Spider-Verse. They made that joke in Into the Spider-Verse, and it was better. It was also the stinger, which is where you put a joke that's referencing a meme from the internet, not okay. in the middle of a movie as a throwaway line that doesn't have a lot of context. But um, yeah. So, I also want to say, we've watched a few movies with Jake Gyllenhaal in them lately, and I was really disappointed in his Mysterio. Yeah, nothing special. But also nothing special about that villain. I mean, I guess you got Willem Dafoe bringing everything to Norman. Yeah. Osgood and Well, so a good actor can raise up a mediocre villain story. Fair enough. Willem Dafoe. And I think Jake Gyllenhaal's a good actor. I think he can do things like that. I just didn't think he was bringing anything to this one. Yeah, uh, he was slightly like slightly goofier, I think, when his identity gets revealed that he's human. And yes, he's I think that worked than, better. Um, 
He's basically just an actor. Um, I said with Far From Home, which is where yes. Jake Gyllenhaal plays Mysterio, that I was disappointed that I knew he played a villain. Mm. That um, I feel like when I'd watched interviews with him, he he'd be introduced as like, oh, you're the villain from... Spider-Man? Because yeah. you don't find out he's a villain until really act two. Yes. And I thought it would have been nicer to be surprised. Surprised. Yeah. Um, but I mean, as in Act One, where he's playing the hero, mm-hmm. it's just playing it. Yeah, he he wasn't doing anything interesting with that. I think about like um, I think a place you could go with something like that. This wouldn't be the only one. Um, where you've got a hero that, where you've got a guy pretending to be a hero, is you have him overdo it to a certain extent. I think of like Homelander and the Boys, um, where he has to like put on his persona of being a hero mm-hmm. a lot. Um, as a comparison point, not that you would have to go that dark with it, but but that sort of like dialed up to eleven version of him. Whereas most of the time it was just like bland super McHero McHero guy. We know Jake Gyllenhaal can do goofy. We do. And I wanted he more goofy. Can be goofy. I want more goofy from Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Um I also know we watched the trailer for it before we watched Yes. Far from home. Yes. And I said <laughs> I was like like, I knew this movie came out. I knew it existed. But somehow I made it through, and I've never seen a trailer for it. Because this is all completely new to me. Completely new, yeah. And then we watched two trailers for um, No Way Home. The last yes, one. and they told and you the whole story. I said, okay, I've seen the whole movie now. <laughs> and that was true. They hit yes. every point. They all hit the, the best early jokes, jokes. All the best jokes. So, um, might just stop watching trailers. trailers. Yeah. And Good trailers can be made. They're just not done very often. Yeah, I just feel like, not maybe not, it's not that recent, but I feel like in a lot of trailers, and just I see movie. the whole movie, and yeah. then I don't, I'm less excited about the watching, rest of it. Yeah, no, I get that. But I wanted to watch... I wanted to catch up on all the Spider-Man. Spider-Man, No Way Home, I would have loved to see it in the theater, but it came out during COVID. Yeah. I couldn't go to the theater. Yeah. Because that's our personal And it made like role. a billion dollars. I would have liked to see it in the theater, but since we didn't, I wanted to go ahead and get caught up. But I wanted to get caught up with all the Marvel films, because we were... I think we think we were five behind. Yeah. And I wanted to go see Thor, which and now we're only two week. behind. Yeah. Now we only have two more Marvel movies to watch. Uh, I don't know that we're going to watch the Eternals. I don't think that I don't get the feeling that the Eternals is going to be a big, like Player. continuity point in not the anytime other soon. MCU yeah. Movies. I mean, we are up to date on the TV shows. Yes. Which is impressive. That yeah, kept, that was a lot. There's so much to keep up with. Yeah, it feels like a chore sometimes. Well, yeah, especially some of the TV shows have been... Yeah. Mediocre. Mediocre. Yes. Yeah. Looking at you, Falcon and Winter Soldier. That was the most mediocre yeah. one of them. Yeah. Some of the other ones have done... Slightly better. Interesting. Nothing has reached the heights of the first three episodes of WandaVision. 
And I will never forgive them for that. I like Miss Marvel. I think Miss Marvel's doing some different things. It is, but the but differences still... the differences are falling away with each they episode. Are. They're getting rid each of Each like, episode the is falling away from It's a little bit more fighting. Yeah. By the end, it's not gonna be fun anymore. <laughs> that is my fear. I think that's not a bad prediction. But I will say Miss Marvel is the first TV show that I've watched that really takes a deep dive into a Muslim American family. Yeah. I'm not not saying it's like the best representation (laughs) either, but watching it has made me realize that, oh, I've never seen this before. This is a huge gap in representation that we have in TV and film. (laughs) Yes. Um, And I appreciate it for showing that at all. Um, I'm sure there have been other shows about Muslim American families, but they're rare. Um, and certainly not with the the marketing push behind them that something like Ms. Marvel's going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Ms. Marvel as a show, for the most part. I'm trying it so far. I like it less the more it becomes a Marvel show. Yeah. <laughs> now, from all this talk, I mean, we could just stop. I thought about so it so closely that in I thought about it. I thought about it post uh, Endgame. Really, is when I first was like, I could be done with Marvel now. Yeah, I think. Like, I really want to see Thor because I liked Ragnarok so much. Yeah, because I like Taika Waititi as a writer and exactly. director. And he's directing. Yes. This one. Yeah, he's directing Love and Love Thunder. Love and Thunder. So yeah. I was like, I want to see. Yeah, that. I do too. And um, I, I don't know if Ryan Coogler is coming back for Wakanda Forever. I would hope he would, um, which is the next Black Panther yeah. movie. But this was really my motivation in watching all these films because I wanted to see you wanted to see Love and Thunder, Taika Waititi <laughs> Thor movie. Yeah, he's apparently still working on his Star Trek films too, Star Wars films, which would be an interesting yes. thing. Yeah, yeah, I, you put. Taiku Watiti and... Yeah, Taiku Watiti makes good stuff. So I'll, I'll I'm just it. sorry he has to work within the confines of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, although he has shown a willingness to toss out stuff he doesn't care about in the Marvel Cinematic Universe to make the movie he wants, which I appreciate. Um, yeah, and we're going to get another James Gunn Guardians which I'm mildly interested in. I've enjoyed the I've Guardians enjoyed movies. I've enjoyed the Guardians so far. Yeah. They're maybe... They're incompetent, so they don't necessarily solve all of their problems <laughs> through fighting. <laughs> I mean, the first movie, they literally won the big fight with a group hug, and I appreciate that. <laughs> they did a big group hug to... Save the ball, the magic ball that was the heart of the problems. That was later in Infinity Stone, I guess. But yeah, I, I get excited about that. I don't know what other TV shows are in the works. She Hulk is coming out soon, which I really only want to watch because of Tatiana Maslany. Oh, she's playing She Hulk. Yeah. Okay. Although um, some of the people on the internet, myself included, are mad because the first She Hulk trailer came out, 
and she's just tall. Like, she's not buff. They just made Tatiana Maslany tall as the Hulk. And it's weird. And it feels like somebody didn't appreciate large buff women. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like... It's a shame. It, it is! <laughs> like, and not that Tatiana Maslany's not the best choice for the character. I think she's a pretty good choice, because I think she's a great actress. But, like, you almost want to do something like the original Incredible Hulk did, where you have, you know, two different actors. I mean, you're not going to do that, because we will CGI anything nowadays. But, like, you put Tatiana Maslany in one, and then someone like Gwendolyn Christie. Who's that? Um, Brienne of Tarth. Oh, yes. Okay. From Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. She was also the stormtrooper leader in the big silver uniform Mm -hmm. in the Star Wars movies. Mm -hmm. But a very large buff woman. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be Gwendolyn Christie. She was just the first one that came to mind. Um, And showed like that dramatic change. Mm -hmm. Not just like stretching her out with CGI and turning her green. (laughs) But uh, that's the only other Marvel one I know is coming out soon. I mean, they sure set up Loki to have a second Yes. Season. Well, they said at the end of Loki Season 1, Season 2 coming soon. Okay. Loki will return in Loki Season 2. Which was the, like, least interesting Loki yeah, in, in that TV I, show. I, as... I was real disappointed in Loki. I've been real disappointed in a lot of the Marvel movies. I know, that's why I was <laughs> Why do we keep, we keep watching them? This, why so are we doing this? Because we want to watch we... Love and Thunder. Because <laughs> every once in a while you'll get a good one, and you have to catch up with the mythology uh, to see the good one. Maybe we don't. We'll just miss some of the the in betweens, yeah, and whatnot. Um, cool. We talked about some Spidermans and some Marvels movies. Uh, any other thoughts, Amy? I don't think so. Okay. You got anything else written down? Um, I wrote like four lines of notes and it was mostly the in-jokes from the internet. I don't recommend watching them all at once because we watched two yesterday because it just starts looking like the same Yeah, well, and we watched thing. Uh, Homecoming a week ago, yeah. so we've watched them all very short sequences. I think that's true of most Marvel movies, though. Most Marvel movies and Marvel properties look the same across the board yeah. as well, which is not to their benefit. Exceptions being things like Ragnarok, which had an interesting visual style, and the first two episodes of Ms. Marvel, and the first three episodes of WandaVision, and then it got bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, tune in next time we watch a disappointing <laughs> Marvel film and report back on it. We're not going to watch a Marvel film next time. I'm going to make a point of... We're still going to watch Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah, we do before. have to watch Doctor Strange. I mean, or we could just go well, to Thor knowing so, that there's a multiverse So, now. we knew that already yeah. from Loki and this one and about three other things. The thing is, they got me back because Sam Raimi is directing Multiverse of Madness. Sam Raimi is an interesting director. Mm-hmm. I appreciate what he does. Which, and it's very funny, because he did the first Spider-Man film, which are the goofy ones. Yes! I would I would love it if Multiverse of Madness was as goofy as the original ones. But, like, you look back at, like, the Evil Dead trilogy, Army of Darkness, I 
still holds up as a very goofy, dark movie, and I love it. Because um, he did direct Oz the Great and Powerful, so that's definitely a point against him. But, like, I'm interested in a Sam Raimi Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Well, see, so tune back next time when yeah, we discuss we're gonna watch Doctor Multiverse. Strange. We don't have to watch it this weekend. No, but we'll watch it. Because Thor will be out for a while. Yeah. Are we going to go see Thor in theaters? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that wasn't clear. <laughs> yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say yes. We can do it. We can do it. I we'll believe in us. We'll sit in the us. back. <laughs> Sounds good. We've been to like two, two movies. movies in the last three years. <laughs> yeah. One of which because we had to. Memoria. You oh, can't see that not in a the theater. That's true. You can't yeah. see that. All right. Tell us about a Patreon. We have a Patreon where you can support us and help us pay for things like movie rentals or really more importantly hosting costs in our domain because you can visit us at 5degreesbetween.us but you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash 5degrees. Uh, it is a per episode Patreon, so every time we release an episode, you can give us a dollar. Uh, or if we release 30 episodes in a month, you can put a monthly cap on it and say, I'm going to pay for three episodes this month because that's all I want to pay for. And that's cool, too. Uh, we appreciate any and all support, be it monetary or otherwise. So you can just rate us on your favorite podcatcher. You can review us also on your favorite podcatcher. You can tell your friends about us. We could uh, we could pyramid scheme this whole thing and have every listener tell two friends, and then they tell two friends. And, and at level forever. seven, we've covered the entire population of the world. I think it's more than seven doubling to get to seven billion. It's probably Anyways, eventually, a lot. Eventually, you'll reach the entire population yeah. of the world. Yeah, keep telling your friends. That's how pyramid schemes work. Um, you get two perks as part of our patronage. You get to uh, hear extra unedited versions of the episodes. So we do a little pre-show, a little post-show. We yell at our cat. We talk to our cat. and It's mostly about our cat. Yeah, that's mostly what it's about. But if you want cat updates, uh, listen to that. Um, and you get a list of movies we did not watch for a given episode. Often, not this time. But often, uh, we will pick from a list of movies. I'll generate a list of five uh, that I want to watch on a given day. And then Amy will pick one of those five. And then you can see what movies we didn't watch. It's particularly fun because movies do cycle back through. So sometimes uh, an episode that we've done is, you know, been a movie that's been on the list three or four times. And so if you wanted to keep ahead of us, instead of having all your favorite movies spoiled by us, you could uh, watch everything on the list. And then you will watch five times as many movies as we do. Yep. <laughs> so maybe don't do that. Um, did I miss anything? I think those are all. Okay. The Sometimes perks. I think we should add a third perk, where like you can suggest a movie to be on the list. Yeah. Like we won't watch it necessarily, but you can add it to the list, and then Amy might pick it, and I won't tell her which ones are yours. Oh yeah, that'd be <laughs> tricky. Because Amy's always trying to pick out what the right answer is on the movies. Oh yeah. I don't want to accidentally pick the wrong movie. Yeah, there is no wrong movie if it's on the <laughs> list. But uh, thank you, anxiety. Yeah, you do your job. Uh, yeah, that's the that's the Patreon spiel. I think I got everything. Yeah. 
All right, we'll say goodnight, Amy. Goodnight, Amy.